0: That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is Mexico's great. I'm sitting here with a full face of makeup on at 10:30 at night with a baby sleeping in my room. Oh. I'm Zen Wen. Zen Wen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You got time. You got time. You were in Mexico. You got okay, time.
0: let me tell you something. Okay. <laughs> you got central time, but you got time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. I was Zen when, in the sense that I thought I was going to be so relaxed today because I was, you know, I'm on vacation. Mm -hmm. But I'm also on vacation with two kids, and I also had to travel since like four in the morning. It's that feeling where you're like, I'm Zen, I'm Zen, and then you're just like popping off at every single thing. So yeah, I'm 100% Zen win -win. right now.
1: That is the definition of Zen. When when you are trying to be Zen, you know you have to be Zen. You have candles everywhere. <laughs> you're sitting in a bathtub with bubbles in it, but then you are annoyed at your kid and you're screaming your head off. So I you can know, be calm. That is Zen. When
0: you know when I think about like Wendy's background, I think that's actually really accurate because immigrant mothers often tell you this thing i don't care what i'm totally fine i have low expectations in life i have no problems in the world i expect
1: the worst of my kids and my husband anyway so yeah you're not disappointing me you're just proving me right which is just annoying and irritating by the way but (laughs) i am not surprised that's what i'm feeling right now i can feel the temperature rising in the back of my (laughs) neck I can feel the irritation and I just want to pop off.
0: But that is sold as being totally calm.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I am calm.
0: I just, calm. I am calm. I just despise everyone and everything around me. You know, right. that's very much so, you know, Wendy, I know that everybody's very perplexed by her. But mm-hmm. let me tell you something. It's on brand for our people. Yeah. And, and by and our people, you know, I mean just immigrants. Not, I'm not Nigerian. And that's
1: why she's leaning towards candles because she can <laughs> feel the zen waning away from her when. So she's like, I need to have some zen. So she's trying to make these candles. Oh One of God. the things that everybody's talking about is the fact that those candles that that's a branding thing that she's missing that she should call her candles Zen Wen. Can you and imagine? why isn't she? and then I thought maybe it is because of what's his name um chad um chaz 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 deans I like Chad <laughs> that doesn't sound good. He's not a Chad for sure. He's a Chaz. He's a Chaz. Chaz, Yes, he's like a jazz hand Chaz. Yeah. Flowy, beautiful hair. No, it's like Chaz Dean's company is when. So maybe that's why she didn't go down that path
0: yeah yeah maybe
1: she had some copyright and trademark issues
0: with that it's possible but let me tell you something Bravas is a potomac this week my favorite character of all time i think as of this week uh-huh. is robin dixon with the faces on the side
1: <laughs> right i was ever, when wendy walked when Juan asked her if the kids are up And then when Wendy walked into her warehouse and started talking about the candles, Robin could barely keep her. She could barely stop laughing. She was like controlling her face so hard. It was funny. It was funny as shit. <laughs>
0: it was funny as shit. All right, let's talk about Real Houses of Potomac. Yeah. Today, we're going to talk about Potomac and Shadows of Sunset. Yeah. We open up with Robin being just like me. She mm-hmm. loves to snooze the alarm. Mm-hmm. And much like my husband, Juan Dixon is very annoyed that he's here right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm here right now. You are not. You are somewhere else. Let me tell you something the bed looked so cozy, too. That, that's a When day. she went back into the bed and pulled oh. her comforter on, I wanted to do the same. I was like, oh, that feels so good. And I was
0: watching this episode while I was, like, packing Sunday night. So yeah. it was just, it was one of those moments where I was watching Robin and I was like, you bitch i know i can't wait to be in bed i have to say i know again everybody loves juan dixon uh-huh. but i don't like that the tone that juan is taking about you always make excuses and i'm tired of it and blah 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 i was like that is so fucking rude and he's like oh you're up you can't just the kids need to wake up blah, blah. I'm like one if you're awake sir do yeah. stuff with the kids Right.
1: He was. He was just walking in. But he also said, remember, for the other kid, he was like, are you in? Are you logged in? He woke up the second kid and he did all that. I think he was not. No, she did like, that.
0: She did that. She no, woke, she the woke up, up one
1: kid. She didn't wake up the other one. She said she still had four minutes. Remember?
0: Yeah, but I'm saying like, (laughs) if you're, why are you getting mad at Robin for sleeping in if you can do the same exact thing is my thing is like, if you're a morning person and she's not, then you should take on the morning.
1: But you know, the other flip side of it is it may be a situation and I'm, I'm not trying to support her on one because he's hot, he's hot and I would love to support him. (laughs) That's not why I'm doing this, but I'm just thinking You'd love to support him sexually? Yes. In so many other ways, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> But the other flip side of it is that maybe she's going through some kind of a depressive phase of something and it's just getting to a point where Juan has to do everything with the kids and she's just not moving. So he's just frustrated and take it out. You know, men, it takes a while before men realize, oh, she's depressed and she's going through something. I get
0: it. But it's like he's taken the same. I don't, I'm so sick of her shit tone with Robin for as long as they've been on TV.
1: Yeah, which is why they may not be on the same page anymore. Yeah,
0: which is why sometimes I'm like this relationship sucks. Everybody wants to like yeah. blow on Dixon which again, I get it. He's super yeah. hot but he's kind of a piece of shit like him even being like oh Things were so up and down and, you know, stuff was so hard on us. And I know we've had a hard year, but like, Robin, you need to get your stuff together. It's like, Robin's been having a hard time because her husband and her only partner ever in her life cheated on her. Like, Mm -hmm. things have been not good, not because of Robin, but also because of, for majority of it, because of Juan. So this whole, like, I don't know, I'm just irritated with Juan and I think I just I'm having a private experience when I watch him do that because when I'm depressed I behave like Robin
1: yeah I do behave like Robin and but I also feel like she can and what I feel happened here because we've seen enough of these scenes is that she just gave up and just would not wasn't pulling her own weight and it was getting on one because he had to do a lot himself. That's the feeling I'm getting that he's annoyed that she's not waking up on time, getting the kids in front of the devices on time and making sure they're getting a lot of other stuff done uh, while he has to take care of his own job. She's not necessarily working. She was back ordered on her on her business too. She hadn't fulfilled um, orders there either. She could be making up and packing no, that. And she Let will tell you something.
0: That. You want to talk about working? Robin Dixon is the only one make, bringing in a major paycheck right now. By just sleeping and letting the cameras film her that sleeping. That is true. Okay? That is She's true. making she doesn't more doesn't money. Do
1: more. She doesn't have to do much more than what she did. And she can... She yes. Imagine if she actually worked
0: Okay, yeah. Robin is making far more money hitting the true. snooze button on true. camera than she is with the embellished hats, okay?
1: That's true. That's true. That One, true.
0: shut up, Juan. Juan is <laughs> Juan is encroaching in his shut-up Curtis ter- territory for me, and I don't love that, okay?
1: See, I, I cannot see beyond the dimples, so I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I know. All right, then we go to Karen Huger and LaDom wig launch, okay? Artie? Yeah. I think yeah. you are right in that I believe that Karen is trying to kill Ray because the scene <laughs> opens with her making him lift and move heavy shit. <laughs> 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 I, know I knew, I Or here's my yeah. other, here's my other theory. Ray is purposely moving heavy shit so that he needs to go and get <laughs> dropped No, he needs to go get adjusted by Mia. Oh. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, that is so funny. But he was uh he was so sweet. He adjusted the light for her, he adjusted everything, he made sure she looked good, and then he popped in like so cute, and she's all made up and he looks all
0: grungy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is Ray doing at this wig launch? Yeah. Also, I want to shout out to a friend of the podcast Instagram, Bravo Instagrammer, Bravo by Brett was uh-huh. on. I didn't The Zoom call. I didn't know picked it up. I was like losing it. I was like, I was his beautiful bright face was on it. And it made me laugh because underneath it said Ladam customers. And I was like, Brett, <laughs> are you getting LaDom wigs? Uh,
1: <laughs> Tell you us. Know. Uh, you know what you're getting from Brett this uh, on your birthday. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brett, send me a LaDame wig. Um, <laughs> then we see Giselle and Ashley go to lunch. And you know what's weird about, like, I know, again, Giselle is a person that l- a lot of people love to hate. But there's something about Giselle which is so warm. <laughs> Arthi, Arthi is currently swatting a fly away like Dharma from <laughs> Family Karma. Okay. I can't think in my office
1: all day and I was texting with somebody, one of our friends Gunkel, and he was like, are you going to kill it or are you going to let it in, let it out it's going to bring back its friends and of course it brought back three more and I was like, I can't kill it I
0: cannot do any harm it went- <laughs> you were so sweet and gentle with that fly that that fly went it was like, you have to come to this house this lady is so sweet she dances for us
1: <laughs> oh my god now i have four flies in my house that i'm trying to get rid
0: of welcome to the podcast flies
1: <laughs> i have two dogs four flies one
0: fly, <laughs> flies who is your problematic favorite on bravo <laughs> even even uh, the even the flies- fly would probably say dharma yeah, no. <laughs> even even the flies are like Craig Conover is a problem.
1: <laughs> I did not expect that.
0: <laughs> They're like even we have standards. <laughs> oh my god! So, so Giselle and Ashley at lunch and. Giselle, when she's, whenever there's anything to do with like maternal child, anything, whether it's her children or somebody else's child, Giselle is just so likable. Like, Mm -hmm. she's so sweet to Ashley. She's like, please eat my food. I know you're hungry. Like, I want to touch your belly. Like, she's so sweet to her. I see why Giselle is a likable person and why people want to be. She's one on
1: one. I think she can be very likable. It's when she gets in in that scenario of in the group scenario and especially with karen where yeah. she turns on her bravo hat yeah, it's not a one-on-one interaction personal interaction it becomes more like i'm doing this for the show and that's when she starts she gets uh, you know all hyper
0: but also in the same meeting giselle says to ashley michael makes me nervous <laughs> She's open about it. No, but I'm also... Ashley's like, me too. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, Giselle giving advice to Ashley about staying with her cheating partner is Mm -hmm. rich.
1: Yeah, right? I was, I uh, half expected Ashley to say,
0: yeah, you would know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I can see how you would know.
0: Yeah, you've been there. Yeah, and I almost wish that Ashley would, but, you yeah.
1: know, I think it's because I, I feel sometimes that the, the younger women, especially Ashley, even to some extent Monique used to do that, they all still treat her like she's the first lady of their church. There's like a sense of we can go this far with Giselle, but we're not going to cross the line with Giselle.
0: I mean, I don't know. When I think about Real of Potomac, I always think about Giselle. I think mm-hmm. Giselle is the face of the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. I think Karen believes that she's the face of the franchise. And I the do she, think to some degree she is. Right. But Karen wants to be treated like the first lady. Uh huh. And Giselle yeah. is treated like, the, like first, the first lady. Yeah. 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 But at this thing, Ashley's recapping Karen's party and. She talks about Mia's clitoroplasty. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk about this last week. So Mm -hmm. Mia at the last party said she had three C-sections and Mm -hmm. she just had to get her clit done because they get it in too much. Mm -hmm. But then in the game, she's like, oh, we love to have missionary Missionary. sex. Yes. I said, ma'am, unless your husband's dick is an eggplant, (laughs) I don't know why or Mm -hmm. how that would happen.
1: Which is why we know that that's not
0: how it happened. Yeah, and then we <laughs> obviously later on this episode we find out that she was also maybe a stripper, maybe an escort, maybe an
1: escort, maybe something in between.
0: <laughs> who yeah. knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, somebody but-
1: on Clubhouse today was—I just hopped on Clubhouse briefly—and there was somebody who was gonna go boots on the ground too. That club oh to figure out whether the how long the gowns were and what was the actual somebody was going to do that we will figure it out less knows who's going to do that less was going to give them uh, more airtime once they had all the information they need oh i love that <laughs> so i maybe love next that clubhouse we'll know maybe but apparently this is like an s esc- uh, club with an escort service attached to it so you the women come and they're in like beautiful gowns and they give a lot they spend a lot of hours with the man talking and giving them company and sometimes it leads to other things and sometimes it doesn't but it's up to the woman
0: i mean from what i've heard from multiple men in my life not including my husband because he's like a sweet baby angel but everybody else is a real piece of shit but they've told me that like going to a strip club and leaving with somebody to have sex with who works there is not an uncommon thing You know, there's just a lot of questions about Mia. But here's my question about Mia. So Ashley is telling Giselle how Mia was like, I don't like Giselle anymore. Mm -hmm. She's just a pretty face. But then Giselle says, well, Mia has been texting me. They cut to the text messages and Giselle has Mia saved as Mia Thorpe. (laughs) Who the fuck is is Mia Thorpe? (laughs) Who's that? Uh,
1: I don't know. That's uh, Are you sure,
0: Giselle, that the right Mia has been texting you? Because maybe that's a different Mia. It.
1: I wonder if she still has that or has she changed the name. That would be funny.
0: It just cracks me up because, you know, Bravo has requested the text messages. So uh-huh. she screenshot it and she sent it and she didn't think at that point. Wait a minute. Her <laughs> name is wrong. <laughs> But also in the text messages, because she's in a group text with Giselle and Robin, it seems more like Mia is trying to get cozy with Robin Mm. so that Juan is Mm. around for the sons to play basketball with. So I was like, okay, it's actually Giselle, maybe not about you.
1: Yeah. So once uh, so the kids are in there's a football team and a basketball team, little league that Juan is a head coach for mm-hmm. in addition to his this is with his kids he has yeah. coach for them and he's really good at it I've seen those games and there he's a really good he's really good with the kids and those teams are good they win all of the championships I can see how she wants to get her son into that little league stuff and this is an easy way to get there so yeah, yeah i can see that path i know a lot of people want to do that yeah
0: so she's just trying to rub up with robin but mm. robin is barely awake and now she's handling her hats now i thought when we cut to the scene that askali was her assistant
1: mm-hmm. i thought so too my notes
0: say robin's assistant askali is doing too much
1: Yes, but it wasn't. It was somebody just like Zen Wen. This was somebody else who had come in. She had come in to help Robin because Robin had already packed a whole bunch of boxes. Somebody else that she pays. Some yeah. two kids that she pays, interns, and already yeah. come and packed those boxes. Robin had a handful to pack for the scene that she had left over. And that's yeah. where Scali showed up. Yeah. so I even- was like Louboutin for packing helping robin out i was like robin this is not how you do business you pay your assistant way too much that's what i thought and then i was like wait a minute maybe she's not our assistant
0: i just thought they were fake yeah i thought they were real but that robin had paid was paying way too much you're so sweet to think robin would be so generous although that's possible yeah Robin, Robin would is
1: not good with money?
0: No, she's not. But Escalia, I guess, is a new friend of. And Wendy is meeting up with Robin at the hat place. <laughs> and they are they're basically recapping what happened at this party. And then Wendy is talking to the ladies about her candle business. Yeah, Robin. okay, this is Robin Dixon, who every season has come in with like a bananas Mm -hmm. new business scheme. Mm -hmm. She's not good with money. We know she's not successful, but even Robin is like, Wendy, candles?
1: Yes. (laughs) Robin is like, if I had four degrees would I be doing that? No. I'm doing I'm doing the truck business, the house flipping business, the hat business because I don't have four degrees. Yeah. What
0: is this? Yeah, exactly. Robin's like, don't stoop to my level, please. <laughs> but yeah, um might my- barely contain herself. It was so funny to watch her face. Oh my gosh! This is again like everybody thinks Robin is boring, and this is why Robin is not boring. Mm-hmm. We go to Candace's house, and and Dorothy has joined, has entered the chat via a Facetime, and Dorothy is now doing the Mama Joyce mm-hmm. because Candace tells her mother that Chris is her husbander, and Dorothy more or less says Todd is coming in with the bullshit. Yes. Oh, like Candy's <laughs> like Candy's aunt said because I guess Chris is the new Todd that's what we're yeah. learning
1: yeah but you know Candace does something that uh, Candy never did Candy yeah. would just smile and say mom and she would just yeah. give that yeah. silly smile of hers she would not put down her mom ever on camera yeah but Candice is like don't ever talk to me like that like, don't bring yeah. that bullshit you have no right you don't say that keep quiet woman yeah exactly <laughs> I you know, guys, I appreciated that. I was like, "Oh, good, that was nice, Candace, standing up for your husband like that."
0: Guys, I think Candice is having her redemption up arc. season.
1: It's yeah. a glow up season. It's a slow glow up season. She's B. See, if she only kept herself, if she kept her potty mouth closed on Twitter, mm-hmm. she would actually do well. She's getting better. She's getting better. She's responding well. But if she just controlled her emotions and said was less offensive on Twitter, she could actually have a glow up. We're not saying that she's any better than before. We're just saying that if we were her, we, this is how we would have our glow up.
0: You know, I am going to say that she's better than before. But I also am not going to deny that she was a monster before. Yeah, she was a monster. And she, she might loves continue, it.
1: but she can control it. If she can, she can control that monster, she would actually be pretty pleasant. She for sure, for sure.
0: Yeah. So Karen and Wendy meet to talk candles and business, and Wendy says she wants to be the Black Martha Stewart.
1: The Bill Gates, Black Bill Gates, Black Martha Stewart. They're yeah. reaching they're reaching for people that were like way like decades ago. Reach for somebody who's more re, more modern.
0: Who is a 90s actress who on. 90s actress with
1: oh ooh, ooh, ooh. i know who wait kmart what's her name ashley yes uh,
0: yes yes. Yes. Ashley, yes not
1: ashley stewart ashley something katherine katherine ireland, Catherine
0: ireland. <laughs> right that's the one oh my god yes wendy thinks that she's being black martha stewart but she's probably being more black katherine ireland is that her name <laughs> Kathy Ireland? Kathy Ireland (laughs) from Kmart. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she's being. I'm like, Wendy, what are you doing? And even Wendy doesn't know what she's doing. Like, it almost felt like Wendy was coming to Karen's house to be like, isn't this storyline bullshit? And Karen's (laughs) like, yeah, it is. And Wendy's like, oh, I can't handle it. Like... I was like, what is this? Even Wendy doesn't believe in herself.
1: And then uh, uh, Karen feeling all important because Wendy's asking yes. her questions. She's like, oh, she's here for my mentorship. Let me ask her the most obvious questions. Now, do you have a product? <laughs> hmm. And then Wendy steps steps back in anticipation. She's like so nervous. And then she's like, "This is good, Wendy." She was so (laughs) serious. I was laughing, Mass. And then she says, "Now, do you have a business plan?" And Wendy's like, "I wrote half a paragraph." (laughs) Like a paragraph. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, that the line where she says, "What is if?" And now you have a budget, just double that. You know that was something somebody told Karen. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy Ireland's Wikipedia says that she's one of the top ten to watch home and uh, home designers. She's been designing homes, uh, home de- doing all these designs for decades. How long are we going to watch her?
0: I mean, here's the thing: if she's ba- if she's rolling in dough mm-hmm. via Kmart, yeah, then I guess we must watch her because we are watching her. We're watching her swim like Scrooge McDuck on her Kmart money. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's what Ka- that's what Wendy wants to be. And and yeah, Karen is just all too excited to be like placed in that role. And you know remember we were watching the trailers and we were like what is it that Giselle did that caused Wendy to switch sides from Giselle mm-hmm. to Karen, right? Like what could it have mm-hmm. been? How do Wendy and Karen become best buds? Yeah. And this was it. It's like yeah. Wendy literally needed to go and kiss the ring and yeah. Karen now is like, "Yes, okay, I'm in." Yeah. We learn a little bit more about Mia. And we learn about Mia's mom and her backstory. And here's the thing about Mia that I think was driving me crazy. She's telling the story about her mom and her voice changes. She's a different voice when she's talking to her husband about her mother. And then she does a different voice. She does like a Gretchen Rossi... Like, I wrote down somebody. I can't remember. I, like, wrote it on my phone. I wrote down who she reminds me of when she talks this way. But she does this, like, really high-pitched sort of, like, putting on a front Valley girl voice. Uh Uh You know what she sounds like? She sounds like what I sound like to my husband when I'm talking to white people.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? would you talk to your husband white people? Now that's a whole other question. No.
0: When he hears me talking to white people he's oh. like you're putting on your white person white voice people. you know ah, okay. that's what that's what. and i'm not saying that mia it, it's not so much like even her accent it's the way that her voice changes her actual voice changes mm-hmm. and when she's talking yeah. about her mother which is a very compelling story she was put in p- foster care her mother is an addict i want to learn more about that and i would like that side of mia instead of the one who's like I'm boss bitch yeah
1: i think that comes from her extensive career in the club where she had to yeah. she had yeah. to put on a persona so she she switches back and forth and you can tell when she's being genuine and when she's putting on a show
0: absolutely and i think, and I right. think that yeah. that
1: is true when she's talking when she's talking to her husband to her kids when she's talking to somebody else she was talking to i think it was like ashley on the side and she was normal She sounded like very down to earth. And then she starts getting into those scenes that she knows this is going to become a scene. And you can see her put on a different different voice and a different set of syllables come out.
0: (laughs) Also, Mia says Valentine's Day is coming up. Yeah,
1: Valentine's Day. She said Valentine's
0: Day so well. I, I was like, did she just say Valentine's Day? I was like, are you saying that because of your kids? Like who? who talks this way. Yeah. Oh god. Karen visits Candace mm-hmm. and to talk about what happened last season. Now nobody is really quite talking about what happened last season between mm-hmm. Karen and they Candace. They're not
1: mentioning Monique.
0: They don't mention her name. Did you notice that they don't yes. mention her
1: name? Yes. But they yes. talk about the situation.
0: <laughs> but they also are avoiding talking about Karen called Bravo HR. Mm. Yeah. not even bravo HR. she yeah i guess she called bravo to try to get candace fired
1: mm-hmm. she said candace had meant uh, was mentally upset or had issues right she said she
0: was mentally disturbed or something disturbed like that. yeah yeah but you know karen goes to visit candace and they have this little tea time and it cracked me up because karen's like now I know Candace, you were upset because you were upset physically because of yeah. the assault. She goes, "Okay," and she's like, "But I was also emotionally very hurt." And Candace is like, "What were you hurt about?" And Karen Why literally, me? yeah, what did like what did Candace do? <laughs> and then Karen says she's emotionally upset because everyone got mad at her for not supporting Candace after. You know what? Candace no, well, what she says is
1: yeah, yeah, but you know, she lets she gives the hint as to what that means because she says she follows that up with it didn't feel good to be isolated, and I think that's what she means that when she took Monique's side, yeah, the rest of the group took Candace's side and they isolated her from scenes and from, you know, group situations, oh. and she she could easily could have been if if um, there could have been a situation where Karen could have easily been off the show.
0: You're right.
1: Very easily because she wasn't participating in any of that drama. She could have been easily off the show along with Monique. Oh, that's so what that's that what, means. Yeah, oh, that she's talking about being isolated because if, remember on the couch other than Monique, because she was the only one that was supporting sort of Monique. Everybody was going at Karen as a as a surrogate for Monique. No, not Ashley. Ashley wasn't. Ashley was truly being Switzerland without saying she was being Switzerland.
0: I mean, Ashley was not being Switzerland because she wrote a character That's letter. That's true. Yeah, but no, I think no. she
1: got a pass. Why did she get a pass, bigger pass than Karen? I don't
0: understand. But Ashley I think always she gets a pass. Pregnant. She gets a pass against Karen. She gets a pass against Candace.
1: She like every time, and they have to go hard at Ashley. She gets pregnant. <laughs> She's like, I'm pregnant. And then, you know, you saw you saw how Candace said, I'm not going to say anything. Not when she's carrying a baby. I'm not going to say anything. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah, Everybody's
1: giving her a pass. Can you hear music in the background? A little bit. But it's not too
0: bad. It's not too bad. Okay. well, for folks who are listening to music in the background a little bit now, it's because I had to move because children need to be put to bed. So we're sitting outside now. And I apologize for any of the music that you hear in the back. (laughs) But,
1: But it's good music.
0: So it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It just, it makes me laugh because Karen doesn't, obviously, she goes to Candace's house almost looking for an apology from Candace. And Candace is looking for an apology from Karen, which she's Mm -hmm. not going to get, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then it makes me laugh because it's like, Karen's the person who wants an apology from Candace, even because Candace was upset because Karen didn't support Candace because Candace yeah. got assaulted but can- Karen is also the person who is mad at Giselle for one saying I'm still going to be pretty after Ray Huger is gone. Is long long gone. Yeah. Is long gone. Like she also thinks that that's a death threat. So it's like Karen there's no like standard to which you can like understand like a Karen, Karen brain. This, yeah.
1: yeah, this is the beauty of Karen, okay? The levels of delusion. And the reaches that she can make to create drama. It's its beauty. <laughs> That's, and she does it without necessarily... See, this is a different... She does it with the... With the delusion of a housewife, but not with the meanness or spite of a housewife.
0: Yes. Other housewives
1: in other, you know, franchises. She doesn't do it out of spite. She does it truly because part of her believes that delusion and the other part of her knows that it makes for good TV. So she's doing things a little bit calculated there. I'm telling you,
0: she's very much like Luann in that way.
1: Mhm-, but she doesn't slip up and give in to her emotions very easily. She's very aware of what she's doing when she's doing, how she's speaking. she's very
0: aware of it but and she's very she's but I don't know if she's aware of how phony she is. Oh no, she's no. not
1: aware of that that's the part that's the beauty she is yes. She truly doesn't know how delusional she is. <laughs> That's why she's funny. That's why it's such a pleasure to watch her navigate Uh all of these relationships. Because it is so funny for us to know how fake that is and for her to not realize it.
0: I love Karen (laughs) Huger. Oh, God. How can you not love her? Yeah. So next we go to this pamper party that Giselle is throwing for Ashley. Because again, Giselle is very great with pregnant people and babies. Yeah, So it's a lovely party that Giselle begrudgingly invites Karen to upon request by Ashley, mm-hmm. which is very nice of Giselle. But the mm-hmm. best part is that I love the fact that Karen and Giselle show up for filming and just ignore each other. They, they don't used, even speak to each other. They don't even speak to each other. And honestly, like I, that tension is enough for me because that's always been the part of Housewives that always makes me laugh is because like that's the part I find so relatable because... It is really awkward when you do get into those real life situations where you've had a fight with people, but you have common friends. So you have to get together in a group because, you know, it's somebody's kid's third birthday party. Like, it's like you have to kind of you have to suck it up and like deal with that tension and I love that when Housewives does does that stuff early seasons of I feel like maybe Atlanta used to be like that Mm -hmm. Jersey was definitely like that where you have awkward like Mm -hmm. situations where people in the same room so I love that about Karen and Giselle they just fucking ignore each other that whole scene
1: at the uh, at the spa it was so funny because Karen and uh, Giselle ignore each other. They don't talk to each other. But none of the other castmates tried to make them to talk to each yes. other. Yes, yes. None of them tried to bring that up. They have just, they were all like, "We, you guys don't talk to each other. and That's fine. We are fine with it. Yeah. And you just say, they have separate conversations. They are not being artificially, tr- nobody's trying to make them make up. None of that. They just... Yes let them be and that's why it worked well if they had tried to make that into an issue then the whole wendy and mia thing would not have been an issue because this would have been much
0: bigger and it would yeah, be uglier absolutely and i think that's again a mature that's a that's also a sign of a good cast because yeah despite what giselle and karen are going through robin's still gonna go and hang out like she's still yeah. gonna be her regular hilarious yeah. robin self and robin is not gonna hang out with karen no. But she's she's
1: hanging out with everybody else and the way Ashley says, I do want Karen there and Giselle is like, fine. She doesn't make a big deal about Yes, it. She respects Ashley's wishes and Ashley feels comfortable talking to both um, Karen and Gisela navigating that. None, none of them feel uncomfortable being friends with either of them. They don't feel like they have to take sides at all.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love it. So, this is where Wendy and Mia go at it again. And Zenwen. Zenwen
1: has time now.
0: First of all, what does that even mean? She's Zenwen. Wendy's second season is. Like, every housewife trope mixed into one. She's coming in yeah. with, like, one-liners. She's coming she has- in with a new persona. She's got a... New it.
1: boobs, new she's- butt, new new persona, new career, new business, new one-liner, new... You know, she has a one-liner. She has a new tagline, but she also has a one-liner.
0: It's like she's... Okay, you know what it feels like to me? It's like, we know Wendy is a nerd. Yeah. We know Wendy loves to research, and Wendy likes to know... All the things. It's like Mm -hmm. Wendy during her time off was like, "Let me just come in with all of the information." Like she on her off season was like, "I'm going to research and I'm going to learn all of the things, and then I'm just going to say all the things at once." Right? Because she's like a nerd and she wants to like prove that she knows her shit. It's like that's what she did.
1: Check all the boxes. She's going to hit all the all the big points.
0: It's like, even if it doesn't make sense, it's like, Wendy, you don't need to do all of this. Mm -hmm. It's not extra credits, Wendy. You don't get extra credits for everything. And at this whole time when Wendy is going off, Robin is cracking up because it is ridiculous. Yeah. It is absolutely insane. and good for robin for laughing because that's how we all felt yeah now what i will say wendy was correct on was wendy is doing a lot but i understand getting upset that the person that you were defending is now being like you need to calm down Mm -hmm. you know she was trying to defend giselle and giselle is like dude you're i did not ask for this Mm -hmm. and you're doing too much which like again wendy You came into your new season being like, I know who the head bitch in charge is. I'm going to suck her ass. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work out for you because you did too much. You're doing too much. You're trying too hard, Wendy. Like, calm down. And now she feels like she picked a
1: lane. And then Mia is coming into that lane. So she's taken an instant dislike for Mia. Yeah. She believes Mia lies. And Mia is sucking up to Giselle and being disloyal to Karen which is none of which is Wendy's problem. So why are you getting involved? Let Karen deal with that. Why are you bothered by it? And she is getting too bothered by Mia. That tells me that she's so insecure about her own, the whole body thing and the fact that Mia said, oh yeah, I've gotten it all done. That was the time. That was the moment that Wendy just went off. Yes. Since then, she hasn't been the same. She feels so insecure around Um, Mia, for no particular reason. Why? You were such a confident um, nerd in the last season. You came in and all you could talk about was your degrees. And this year, all you can talk about is Mia and your business and your body. It it just seems so 180. And it's very confusing as an audience to take in Wendy.
0: No, and also it's confusing the fact that Wendy would be like turned off by somebody like mia who she probably thinks is trying too hard when wendy literally on her like very what first or second episode was screaming in ashley's face yeah so it's not like wendy is this person who's like you know like oh you need to know your place you can't do that kind of stuff on the first season like Mia's actually being a great first season housewife. And Wendy is being a psychotic second season housewife. Wendy, Wendy is behaving like a third or a fourth season housewife.
1: Do you think Wendy sees her um, all the things that she could have done better in her first and second season and she sees Mia doing it and hating it yes. off? And that's yes. bothering her. Oh, like, great great she's observation. Like, uh, she's like, oh, I, she came in and she just... Mia was so comfortable getting into the group. And merging in with the group she feels very comfortable settling settling into the group she doesn't feel awkward at all yeah. you don't get the feeling that this is this you don't feel the same feeling as that askela whatever her name is then yeah new
0: girl. yeah you
1: don't feel that disconnect that she's robin's friend who's here yeah exactly scenes. you feel like mia is part of the cast and she's Yeah, there from the very first scene, and I don't think Wendy felt that comfortable, and nobody welcomed Wendy that
0: way. But you know, it's crazy because when Wendy joined last season, I immediately was like, "Wendy's a great addition to the show." Like, I don't think anybody questioned that, but I can understand her feeling insecure in that way because Wendy, I think, feels insecure about a lot of things. I Mm -hmm. think, I think we're seeing a lot of those insecurities come out this season because. Wendy is somebody who has lived inside of a box and now Mm -hmm. is getting the opportunity to explore what's outside of the box. Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's like kids who never get to watch TV, seeing Mm -hmm. TV for the first time and becoming zombies. Mm -hmm. It's like Wendy is seeing all the worlds that she could possibly dive into outside of the box that she's lived in. And she's trying to do a little bit of everything. And it's like, mm -mm -mm. Wendy, you're, you look like a crazy person, Mm -hmm. but Hey, do you? Because, Here we are spending so much time talking about you. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it's working. Just a quick note that we did learn that Karen loves to drunk dial, but she keeps calling it. You know, sometimes I like to have parties at my house. And then after I've enjoyed myself at the party, I call my girlfriends and I talk to them about it. And it's like, what? Like, it was just such a funny way. Karen. I'm going to send
1: her my phone number. Karen, call me. (laughs) I would love a drunk dial from Karen. Oh, my God. Can he, you imagine how wonderful that would be? Skype me, Karen.
0: I mean, that's like. Zoom but, call. Let's do Zoom calls with Karen. I mean, how much is a cameo from Karen? I'll double double that price. I'll pay mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Well, you know, all the LaDom Wig customers did get to have a Zoom call with Karen. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Shaz of Sunset. Have you met Shams? I met Shams. How does that
1: baby <laughs> okay at this point even i have met shams and guess whose fault it is reza your damn fault that's why you are not able to fix the situation because you let adam get to the point of putting in a uh, uh you know uh what is that called what order rest- restraining, uh, restraining order, order. And you you were happy to go with Adam and do that, and now Adam won't want to cancel it. Now you want to be friends again with uh, with um, uh, Mercedes, and now it's not going to happen because you are the one who pull, pushed it to that degree, and now you are now you cannot fix it. This is one situation where. You cannot fix it without destroying either your marriage or your friendship.
0: <laughs> so the first baby Shams cry we got was with, with Reza in London. London was uh-huh. like, I don't like babies. And I met Shumps and I love him.
1: Also, uh-huh. again,
0: uh, I that's a really touchy topic. And then later on, when he goes to have this picnic with MJ, he starts crying about shumps, And MJ puts her hand on her temples. Temple. And she's like, oh my God, like we can't, you She can't. doesn't show any
1: emotion. She doesn't feel it. She doesn't feel even an ounce of uh, sadness for Reza. Do you feel that? No. She was she very did,
0: calm throughout. Not at all. And I'm really starting to feel the face that she made when Reza said, I think what I'm going to have to do is we're going to have to drop the restraining order. Mm-hmm her face and she goes yes great that's exactly what i was trying to get at like the way she's navigating it is almost I like know. she went into the show she went in sort of being like look my husband is mad at me because i have to do this show with these pieces yeah. of shit and they have a restraining order against our, you know him mm-hmm. this is the only way i can fix it i also know this is how we can make a lot of money mm-hmm. so this is just what i have to do so all of this tension that we see throughout the episode where mj and tommy are like mm-hmm. having these awkward date nights and they're mm-hmm. feeling a disconnect in the relationship it's all because mj is having to come on camera and for be and force herself to be friendly with reza I mm-hmm. think what we learned in that moment when she says, yes, I think that would be a great idea if you remove the restraining order is like, this is it. This is the payoff for putting up with these idiots for uh-huh. this long, dealing with the tension with our husband. It's like, OK, uh-huh. guys, look, this is what I, like, Tommy, this is what I was trying to do. I was mm-hmm. trying to help us out as a family right. and like move on, you know, but I think that's the, that. right,
1: that's what the agreement was. I don't think Tommy wanted her or she wanted herself to come back to the show. No, but the reason they she came back and the reason she convinced Tommy that she needs to work and get this is A of course the money and all of that why should she give up something for something dumb that Tommy did and them that Reza did but also the fact that this is the one way that she could tell Tommy look the payoff at the end of this will be that I will get Reza yeah. to, I'll convince Reza to drop the restraining order on you yes yes exactly because i still keep thinking that having a restraining order on him must be devastating for tommy career-wise yes his job is going to do a security check and this might show up and this might be something that has affected him Mm -hmm. in more ways than just hey i have a you know a and i don't talk to each other that's not the only thing to depict him as a violent person that is that is something that could have affected his career
0: Yes, exactly. So so I can understand Tommy's anger. A yeah. Lot. What I didn't understand. Well, I did understand it is because there's fine. He's a spineless weasel is Adam at the end being like, people are going to be mad at me and they're going to be blaming me. And I don't like that. And it's like, um, well, Adam, people blame you for it because your husband literally is going around yeah. saying I have to protect adam yeah but then also you they're rightfully blaming you because you're sitting here and you're saying if you think about me and you don't remove the restraining order then everyone's gonna get mad at me it's like Mm -hmm. adam you can't have your cake and eat it too okay Mm -hmm. either be a man and say it with your chest you don't want to be around mj and tommy Mm -hmm. or drop the fucking restraining order yes here's the thing about restraining
1: orders you can get another one
0: if things go awry yes exactly let me tell you something. Uh, one of the funniest lines I've ever heard on Shahs of Sunset is, does Folgers make crack cocaine? <laughs> this is why we love Tommy. Yeah. That date night was very real. Oh, that was so real. Like, okay, so
1: today. They they, first of all, it was quarantine wait. They couldn't get into the right clothes. Tommy no. was trying on the pants and they shirt. He's like, <laughs> yeah. does this fit? Does this fit? <laughs>
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, And like it just it's it's funny to me thinking about it now because now I've been in here at this beautiful, very romantic resort for one whole day. I'm all dressed up right
1: now. My husband, my
0: kids have just gone to bed and my husband and I could probably sit here by the pool, have a Mm -hmm. couple of drinks and have like a nice romantic time. But, you know, no, he, me, me. I'm going to look at him and I'm going to yawn so hard. I'm going to yawn in his face like fucking Simba from The Lion King. And he is going to be like... He's already passed out with the kids. He's gone. Oh, he's out. Yeah. Right he's now out. I'm recording. He's going to blame it. Also, he's going to be like, you're doing your podcasting, does Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, I totally understand. So when Tommy was like, does Folgers make crack cocaine? I was like, Tommy, <laughs> Honey baby what are you saying i agree (laughs) he says you're my roommate what does he call my housemate he calls her her his housemate which she is
1: (laughs) she is but she's like housemate (laughs) Yeah, Uh, i Uh, was like oh my god he wrote such lovely things about you mj that was one thing that was not quite Right. That was not quite lovely, but it was true. Yeah. It wasn't horrible. <laughs> I could, I cannot wait for a card from my husband with, uh, you know, he right now he buys a card with stuff already
0: written in there. He signs yeah. his name. <laughs> Those were the days when he would actually write stuff on <laughs> I know. I do think that one of the 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 interesting things for me this episode was MJ talking to Tommy about like how she quote unquote wants to be violated, and then Tommy was like, "Yeah, I was let's like, bring our- don't
1: let Crystal find out." Don't- I was like, "Don't let <laughs> Crystal and Sutton find out." Oh no, not violated again.
0: <laughs> oh my god! But <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, but you know, it's. It's funny to me because I noticed something about MJ. So MJ says, you know, MJ, we've always known MJ from the beginning of when we met her to be this very sexual person who wants to be treated as a sexy person. She wants to be seen as sexy. And I think when she met Tommy, it was like Tommy thinks that she's absolutely the most like sexual being ever. But now Tommy looks at her as not just a very beautiful, sexy woman, but also this incredible person who gave him a son and it's a shift in how he views her and i think that it's not just a shift in how he views her but even how mj views herself i don't think Mm -hmm. mj quite not accepts but i don't think that she quite has she hasn't quite settled into the role of being a mommy Mm -hmm. that she that i think that because her husband is now seeing her as a mother i think she's uncomfortable with it. i think she's like yeah. until she gets to view herself more like that more yeah. confidently she's not going to feel quite right with yeah. her husband already right. getting to that point which is right. sweet it's like i hope that they figure it out i think they probably did those I two crazy kids i think they're they're
1: they, they, they have one of the best marriages i hope they were they they work through whatever issues they have You know, and really figure that out because I really want that marriage to work. That's one marriage that, a Bravo marriage that I really, really wish works out fine.
0: I know. One relationship I don't care for at all is destiny and Nima.
1: What is this random shit? Like Just because both of you are single and there's nobody else around, you guys are now going to boink. This is not even, no one's interested.
0: No, and also, did you run out of people for London to go and right. psychoanalyze? Right, London's like, I'm just coming here casually to hang out with you. Also, here's a bunch of tarot cards. Here's a like, another little London, gimmick.
1: What are you like? Suddenly, now you are you're not a psychiatrist or a psychoanalyst. Now you're a tarot card reader. She's a
0: she's a life coach, she's actually.
1: Life coach. Oh, it was like all over the place, London. Pick a lane.
0: Yeah, exactly. But but i still yeah. loved it i still love shots of sunset no matter what mm-hmm. and then i watched watch what happens life afterwards and it was candace and Nima. Mm-hmm. did you watch it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay how how because who cares about Nima? how lovely was candace
1: she was actually very pleasant it was a very actually the both of them were actually nice yes I like yes. Nima was decent too
0: yeah, uh, but
1: it was it was a very pleasant Watch What Happens live.
0: Yeah. And did you see the game that Candace played where she mm-hmm. sang all she of the sang. lines? Yeah. It was she's so got, funny. Yeah, she's got some good
1: voice. She's, she's she's a legit she's like yeah, Candy Burris kind of.
0: I mean, let's not be crazy here. Well no, she had a good voice. She has a great voice. I yeah. wouldn't say she, but also, does Candy have a great voice? No, that's no. what I mean. Like I know, you're right, you're right. Somewhere in the middle. They both also, also, did you see, I mean, she's a former housewife, but did you see the clip of Nini at her club? No. She's got a lounge, I think in Atlanta, called Lanithia Lounge. Oh. And there's a video of her singing. Mm. And she's so good. And I was like, mm. man, whenever I see shit like this about Nini, I'm like, I do miss her on Atlanta. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no I don't she's a monster oh, now so yeah nah. no no, yeah. no nope, nope. yeah but um so yeah there was also the scene with Gigi and Shervin and them trying to make up I don't know man I don't know what does that have to do with anything I don't understand Shervin, now, Gigi-
0: is, a, Shervin is a friend of Mm-hmm. he's a friend of we don't need yeah. to see them trying to make up this is dumb
1: yeah and then Gigi is now going to take them into the jungle
0: next yeah episode. that I'm excited about yeah
1: that I'm excited for too yeah something but. happens with something happens where somebody yells at London
0: Reza Reza yells at London yeah mm-hmm. Reza's gonna start fighting with London probably mm-hmm. because he's gonna be like listen you fucking production plant I've had enough of you <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and i'm gonna say see guys i told you so yeah 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 um this is, yeah
1: it was an okay episode i it laughed was fine. yeah it
0: was fine it was, it was fine. fine yeah well that's it for this episode i hope yeah. you guys appreciated it uh audio quality being off and all background music and all flies and cockroaches <laughs> and all <laughs> flies and all um, yeah. Our next episode is going to be delayed. We might have to do a Family Karma and a Housewives episode together because I we usually record on Thursday nights and I'm flying back that night and then we're busy on the weekend. So we're going to figure it out. But we will be covering the Family Karma finale. We will drop it sometime. We'll drop it some point sometime. over the weekend.
1: Over the weekend. But we, could, yes. we don't quite know when.
0: Yeah. Because you know yeah. what, guys? Nobody pays us to do this. Yes. We don't even pay because ourselves. We,
1: yeah, because you know why? Because we didn't set up a Patreon. So because
0: yeah. we haven't set, set up wh- a Patreon. Maybe this week I'll set up a Patreon.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Famous last words of every yeah, episode. You are on,
1: you are on <laughs> yeah, you're uh, on vacation.
0: Yeah, you're not. Yeah, I'm going to look at the Patreon and say, does Folgers make crack cocaine? Because I'm too <laughs> tired to do this. <laughs> Okay, well guys, we'll talk to you next uh next episode whenever it is. I don't know. Yeah. We, we who knows? We'll find out. Maybe yeah. I'll just live here forever and this is just what the sound quality will be because I'll be recording from Mexico and then you guys will stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> but do support us on Patreon whenever that mm-hmm. sets gets <laughs> set
1: up. Go go get some zen when.
0: Yes, I will. I will go get some um, Zen when I fall asleep. <laughs> okay, bye. bye.